listening to the regular show with your host, Greg Boyer. What is up, guys? This is episode 58 of The Gregular Show. It's me, your host, Brendan Boyer. No, I'm just fucking with you. It's Greg. Uh, and today I have with me a very special guest. You haven't heard from him before. It's Brendan Boyer. Hey, guys. It's your guest, Brendan. It's your guest, Greg Boyer. We we did the switcheroo. We played the Uno card. You know, the one with the yellow seven on it. You know, that one. Just like in Freaky Friday, a movie that came out originally in 1976, uh, which brings me to the year uh, that we're talking about in music, 1976. Um, holy shit, what a great year for music. Uh, there are some shitty songs that, you know, obviously came out. But uh, really, like, out of out of the years in the 70s, it's if it's not my favorite year, it's top three. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's great, great yeah. fucking shit. Some would argue it's the worst year of the 70s, at least. But uh, I would argue that it's the peak of disco. Spoiler, my list has at least one disco song on it. Right, which is why it was probably one of the worst years in music. Whoa, whoa buddy, whoa. Well, anyway, what happened in 1976? A lot of things. Uh, bicentennial, the, the country... Uh, was uh, 200 years old, 200 years of oh, USA. That's right, that's when they came out with the quarter, the first quarter. Dude, think of how many fucking burgers these people were eating back in the 70s. <sighs> because, Man. like, beef was only, what, 20 cents a pound? Oh, shit. Probably. I well, I, well, I mean, I guess they must have found the beef. Oh, yeah, where's the beef? Um. Anyways... You know, 1976, we love it. Everybody loves it. Brennan loved it. I loved it. I, I was there. Your mom loved it. Yeah. If, um, a, if a podcast goes by during a year where I was not born yet, and I don't say the phrase, I was there, uh, come punch me in the face and remind me to get it right <laughs> next time. Yeah, people are going to be out looking for Brennan to punch him in the fucking face. <laughs> you didn't do the thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fair reason. Uh-huh. So, um, you know what? 1976, there were some movies that came out in 1976. Brennan, what was your favorite movie from 1976? Well, you know, I, I saw a good old trailer for Rocky one time. Rocky. And, uh, and I saw the end of Carrie a couple of times. So right. we're, we're working with some magic here on the Brendan front. What do you want to talk about first, Rocky or Carrie? Uh, well, Rocky, you see, the the guy does the training and gets in the boxing match, and Dude, then he... you ever see him beat the meat? What? He, like, punches that fucking meat in the freezer. Oh, seeing him beat the meat? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw Rocky beat his meat. Yeah, you ever yeah, see man. that? I loved it. It was fucking hilarious. And they got the... You know, and he's beating yeah. his meat, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he's running up the fucking stairs, and he's screaming, and he's wearing that fucking sweater. Oh, yeah. Like you went to college or something? Oh, yeah. You know, nothing screams, you know, that's gray outside like a gray sweater. Yo, Adrian, I'm gonna fucking lose my fight. Because he loses the fight at the end of the movie. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> Spoiler alert. He, he wrote the dang movie. Why would he do all that training if he dude, knew he was going to lose? This motherfucker the... writes the script to the movie, then he loses the fucking fight. Like, he knew it was coming. I mean, freaking Rocky starring Rocky. He, she should have known. Yeah. yeah, but... But, uh, wow, shout out to Sylvester Stallone. The dude fucking wrote this movie and basically uh, made it for under a million dollars in 1976. And it made $225 million. It basically made 200 friggin' plus times its budget. That doesn't happen often. Oh, oh no. But uh, holy shit balls. What a great movie. Yeah. And uh, it spawned uh, some really good movies and some really shitty movies in its wake. But, yeah. yeah. Definitely one of the greatest boxing movies of all time. If I, if I read correctly, did, did Sylvester Stallone start out in a couple of porns? He did. That was a different movie where he was beating the meat. But yeah. Now I don't. I don't even know if he was part of the sex scenes. I just know he was in one of them. But mm, funny hey, stuff. Yeah, people. You guys can go do some research if you want. Let us know. Uh, Carrie. Carrie was a great horror film written by Mr. Stephen King. Uh, you know, the scariest thing I think was that uh, she went to prom and then. Uh, they, they poured that bucket of pig's blood on her, and then she just fucking went apeshit. Yeah. You know? And, you know, uh, I mean, I, I've dumped plenty of buckets of pig's blood on people, and none of them reacted that way. Well, I'm just like, where the fuck did they get all that pig's blood? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, of all the blood. I mean, I guess it's the most accessible. I guess. You know, everyone knows a pig. But, uh... I'm just like, I don't know. What the fuck? I mean, you don't see that anymore. People don't, like, do that to people. You don't buck, dump a bucket of blood on somebody. Go Man. fucking dump a bucket of Gatorade. That movie would have ended a lot differently if they just dumped fucking Gatorade on her. Like, she just won the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Also, John Travolta was in that movie, so, you know, it's good when John Travolta's in it. Oh, yeah. He can do no wrong. Okay, we're not going to go there. Um... <laughs> So, anyways, yeah, and then at the fucking end when she's apparently dead and the, the girl goes to visit her grave and she fucking sticks her hand through the ground. Oh, man, you, you can't have a grave in a movie without a hand sticking out of it. That's I mean, right. And it's like The Undertaker, man. You know, Steve King, Steve King knew what he was doing. Yeah. You think his friends call him Steve? I don't think so. Um, they probably call him Even. Mmm, yeah. But, uh... Yeah, it was good shit. You know, back in the seventies, that was that was the movies. Those that was the two movies, the nineteen seventy six. Yeah, all right. Oh, a taxi driver was also yeah, we, right here. We, oh yeah. Yeah, you talking to me? But uh, other than that, I mean, I don't know. That's pretty much it. King Kong remake. Oh, the Omen. You ever see the Omen? I haven't seen the Omen. Yeah, dude. Fucking real fucked up shit behind the scenes of that one. I've seen the almond. Okay. Well, anyways, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're we're gonna get right into uh, the dishonorable mentions from 1976 because that'll also be funny to talk about. Oh yeah. What do you think? Yeah, you, you, you know, you gotta have some bad disco to to enjoy the good disco. Uh, I am not a fan of car wash. The Rolls Royce. I do not like the car wash. And working at the car wash? Working at the car wash, yeah. I will 
comfortably say that Shark Tale ruined it on arrival for me. It really did. I mean, that was the first time I had heard it, and I'm like, ah, eh, eh. You know, I don't know. I mean, I guess it was like, what, was it a, uh, a, a track to a soundtrack or something? Yeah, it was a movie. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I love a good, you know, movie-centric song. It was a, it was a comedy. Yeah. I just I just don't get down with it as like a radio song. I, I don't think it blends in. Like like we ought to just have other soundtrack songs on there. Yeah, yeah. I mean I don't have anything to follow that any off the top of the head I mean, silly. I don't know, just yeah, the fucking Shark Tale movie really uh sucks. Oh yeah. And speaking of sucks, disco ducks. Disco ducks. Huh? Disco ducks. You duck. too. I guess we'll both talk about this one. Oh yeah. I don't like Disco Duck. I, you know, I, I didn't not? even, you know, I always write down the artist name when I got stuff going on here. Yeah. I didn't even write down the artist name this time because I've Rick seen Dees. it. It's the fucking DJ, Brennan. Ah, that is true. Well, I've seen it attributed to at least like two or three different people. And it's like, ah, it, it ain't even worth the, the da, da, da. I don't know. It's, it's, you know, if we're viewing Disco as a sacred thing. You know, Disco Duck is just shitting all over this sacred thing. Uh, you know, Disco. I guess. You know, but in that case, then it's good. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, hey, I, <laughs> no, I'll, I'll laugh at Disco as much as the next guy. It's, it is some funny shit, but freaking, this is this is kid stuff. This is beyond uh, soundtrack Yeah, this stuff. is that kid shit. We don't listen to that kid shit over here. Yeah, we, we only listen to the good dance music. Well... Anyway, yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I can't say much other than no thank you, Disco Duck. Um, and then my uh, my last trip on Disco, I got one more song after this, is Disco Inferno. You by don't the, like Disco Inferno? Yeah, I do not like Disco Inferno. Really? I, I've just heard it so much, and I mean, you know, the like most good disco songs are mentioning dancing tramps? and stuff. Yeah, by the tramp, mm-mm, peas. Two, two M's. Can't forget the second M on the tramps. Uh, yeah. I It's just been overplayed. I don't find anything special about it. It's alright. Meh. Eh. Burn, um, baby, burn. Just go and find out. Yeah. Alright. And then my last, my, my real least favorite song of the year is Cherry Bomb by The Runaways. Cherry Bomb. Oh, mm. like the uh, Cherry Bomb by uh, John Cougar Mellencamp. You know, almost as bad. No, just kidding. <laughs> much love to John Mellencamp. And, you know, much love to the Joan Jet and the Lita Ford. You know, you gotta hand it to the Runaways for existing. I'm sure they have some much better things than Cherry Bomb. This is just their big song. Uh, it was in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, I believe. Uh, and, you know, I don't know. It just embodies a weird brand of punk I mean, it's 1976, that's when punk is really coming to fruition and existing, you know? I'm your cherry bomb. Yeah. And so I respect it for being a female presence in the booming time of the genre. It is definitely honorable in that respect. I just don't like the sound of it, and it's it just sounds too much like something kids wrote. I cannot enjoy the kid stuff. But, you know, respect to the respective, you know, solo careers of the members. Uh, this song just ain't it for me. 
How about you, Greg? What's what's your little bit of negativity for the year? Uh, well, you know it's a great song. Um, fucking not disco duck. Anyways, uh, my first dishonorable <laughs> mention: Shannon by Henry Gross, uh, aptly named an aptly uh, named man <laughs> for an aptly named fucking horrible song. Uh, this guy was actually in uh, Sha Na Na. Shanana? Yeah, you know Shanana? Yeah, you know. With the, Bowser? With, yeah. Yeah, you know Shanana. Okay. Anyways, uh, they were in Greece. They were that fucking, the band that played during prom. Oh, yeah. The Johnny Gambler and the Casinos or whatever they were. Um, you know, good names. The Johnny Casino and the Gambler, whatever oh, that fucking that. was. Um, so this song basically is about uh, Carl Wilson of the Beach Boys. Uh, his dog died. And this guy's like, hey, you know what, I'm going to write a song. And, uh, so then he, like, tries to copy fucking the Beach Boys with their falsetto. Shannon has gone away. <laughs> She's drifting out to sea. Like, yeah. I just, I don't know, man. It, it, it's too much. It's just too melodramatic for me. Like, it's a nice song, you know, the sentiment is there. It's, it's probably the best song about a dead dog. I know there's not too many of those out there. But, like, God, I just, it's too fucking much for me. And um, apparently one time uh, somebody requested it on a Casey Kasem uh, friggin' American Top 40 episode. And uh, he, he got really pissed because they uh, placed the song immediately after uh, this Pointer Sisters song that was, like, really up-tempo, fun song. And he thought it was really poor taste. <laughs> So he started cussing and swearing and freaking out. And I don't know. I haven't heard the audio, but I'm going to look for it as soon as I can because that sounds fucking funny. Oh, yeah. Just imagining that buttery voice. Just who the fuck made this decision? <laughs> yeah. Who the fuck do I have to fire? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I hate that fucking song. Ever since I was a little kid, fucking that song was so... It, it's like fucking putting a egg beater in my ear. Yeah. Anyways, uh, then there's uh, Still the One by mm -hmm. Orleans. Uh, if you listen <laughs> to the last episode, one of their songs uh, showed up on my top ten because it was a really good song. This is not one of those songs. <laughs> this is the fucking Applebee's Golden Corral commercial music. Anytime fucking uh, you see steak on a grill, they start playing fucking Yo, Still the One! And it's like... It's just too fucking saccharine sweet for me. This is the kind of shit that old people play at their anniversaries, and I don't, I ain't, I ain't in for it. You know, I, it's, it's fucking too much. It's, it's junk. Yeah, it's, I, I call it the long lost cousin of uh, some kind of wonderful and can't get enough. It's in the same exact vein, and I've had enough of it. Yeah, uh, if I have to watch one more commercial play, yo, still the what? And it's fucking shrimp on the Barbie and shit. I'm gonna just fucking scream. I'm gonna run into traffic. Because I can't stand it anymore. Get a new fucking song to play during a commercial. Applebee's. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you know, uh, we like to get our negativity out so that we can be really positive about the good ones. Uh, Brennan, you wanna start with your five honorable mentions? My five honorable mentions. We got five of them. Uh, I hope first, so. 
first one of the five. Uh, Living Thing by Electric Light Orchestra. I'm digging it up. Yeah, this is a nice, nice weird sounding song here and there. It's got the the good old melodramatic violin going on, uh, and I, I call it one of the like the most seventies sounding seventies song. Oh yeah. Uh, just Sailing away on the crest of a wave. Oh yeah. Um, just a really good one. Y'all have all probably heard it. One of the one of the you know best ELO songs out there. One of the best ELO albums. Oh yeah, they they had they had all of them on that one. They had Do Ya, and they had uh, Telephone Line. Yeah, all all the good shit. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, my living thing. Do like living thing. That that's that's another one. Shout out to our dad. He is notorious for listening to this one very often. Oh yeah. <laughs> all right. Alrighty. Um... Uh, my next one. Uh, foreplay slash long time by Boston. You know, you know, Brendan loves the good unit price on a song. You know, we got like a freaking six, seven minute long, whatever. You know, with a big, you know, with the uh, you know the intro, you know, the two minute long uh, build up, and then you know you got that real bassy piano coming in. It's like, oh man, it's it's nice. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, and then and then it's just four songs in one. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't know. It's it's just got that good energy. That's that nice positive Boston feel to it. That oh, yeah. you know, I I say it definitely is uh, my favorite off of that album. That's got the freaking five hits on a crazy album. That one. Well, with a song called Foreplay, I would have expected a lot more sex, uh, sexual stuff out of it, but I was wrong. Oh yeah, no that that song is clean as a as a clean song. Uh, my next song, uh, another clean one here. It keeps you running by the Doobie Brothers. The Doobie Ubie Ubie Brothers, man. One of my absolutely favorite The Doobie Brothers songs. This one's got the classic Michael McDonald on it, so you can't go wrong with that. It's got a good old echoey, bouncing, semi reggae kind of sound to it. And it's it's just a good sound. I mean, can't can't complain with it keeps you running. Um, very well paced one. Uh, and then my next one, nice nice deep cut from Guitar Hero Aerosmith. Nobody's fault. Now that you know that's the the game where I heard it, and you know I could have put the back in the saddle or I could have done Last Child, but nope. Uh, this one. I find with uh, Mr. Steven Tyler's emergence of really just screaming a bunch that this one fits the tone and the sound, uh, and he really sounds like he's trying to trying to make it sound rock and rolly. Um, yeah, yeah, no, just just good good rock song. That's all I can call it. I mean, you know, there's some grating harmonies in the chorus and whatnot. They're like bleh. But other than that, it really thumps and hits. Nobody's fault by the Aerosmith. It's funny when uh, when fucking Steven Tyler sings in the seventies. He doesn't sound like Steven Tyler from the nineties. No. Yeah, no. It's uh, 
Well, like, I don't know, with the advancement of recording technology sounding better and stuff, I feel like that didn't do Aerosmith many favors. Yeah. You know, which, which isn't to rip on them, you know. Some, sometimes you just got to have that lo-fi, uh, I mean, relatively lo-fi. I mean, it ain't any kind of, you know what I mean. But anyway, I yeah. know nothing of what you speak. Uh, 70s Aerosmith, better than 90s Aerosmith, come at me. Um, then my last honorable mention is Couldn't Get It Right by Climax Blues Band. Oh, yeah. It's just a nice, funky, rockin' song. Time was drafted. Oh, yeah, it's got that really cool kind of sound to it. Like, they're really going out of their way to sound chill. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and that's always funny. But on top of that, it just sounds nice. Y'all have probably heard the song. Uh... Yeah, got some good silly sounding old man falsettos in the, in the chorus, and you can't complain with that. Couldn't get it right, couldn't get it up. <laughs> so yeah, there, there's my five honorables. How about you, Gig? Have you ever seen a picture of the Climax Blues Band? You know, I just assume they look like the Doctor Hook guys. No, they actually look like a bunch of escaped fucking murderers. Yeah, the Dr. Hook guys. <laughs> That's the same band. Yeah, dude, I don't know, man. That's pretty fucking terrifying. The one guy looks like uh, the guy from The Clockwork Orange. Hey. And the guy on the left fucking... I don't even know what the fucking guy on the left's doing. But he looks like he's fucking <laughs> He's terrifying. standing menacingly. Yeah, oh, goodness. Look, terrifying. Look up the... Uh, what is that? The cover for the single or the album it appeared on? or what? Uh, the uh, single. Oh, yeah. They, these guys look like they're ready to attack. Yeah, it's bad. It's really bad. Go go look it up, guys. It, it, I'm telling you, it's Climax Blues Band couldn't get it right. It's worth it. It, it hey, makes Joel, me like the song even check more. Check this picture out. We got Joel here, friend of the show. He's he's looking at the picture like you guys should. It's, it's the 70s. <laughs> yeah, it's terrifying, man. Oh, yeah. The, like, the big glasses, like, the mustaches. That, that, that's immediately following burying the body. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Oh god. Oh um, uh, yeah. So that was your five honorable mentions. Those were my five. There's five of them. Count them five. Okay. Ah. So uh, you know, Brennan's gonna shit on me for this, but I will die on this hill and say that the Peter Cetera stuff is the best part of Chicago, and I know, I know, you yeah. hate him. Hey man, that that's all good, you know. If we had the same taste in Chicago, I mean, would we really be having fun with these lists? So, um, you know, there's a uh, there's an episode of South Park where Butters is all alone because he's convinced that the uh, world is ending, and Cartman tells him basically, hide in this refrigerator and you'll be safe. And so while Butters is alone, he sings this song by Chicago. If you leave me now, you take away the biggest part of me. And uh, it's Mm -hmm. such a great fucking song. Um, I just, I don't know. I love it. South Park is obviously the reason that I I love this song more than, like, normal. Yeah. You know, face value, yeah, it's just a cheesy love song. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, also in GTA 5, which I've been playing lately. Good, good stuff. Oh yeah. soundtrack. Oh yeah. And this is basically a song that you listen to after you break up with somebody so that, uh, you know, you don't have to cry. You can just laugh thinking about Butters singing badly. Yeah. But, uh, 
Yeah, that was that's If You Leave Now, Chicago. Uh, my number 14, Dancing Queen by ABBA. Uh, you guys love Mamma Mia, um, you know, with the great Pierce Brosnan with his singing. Oh, yeah. But uh, this song was basically, I don't know, I, I call it ABBA's signature song. You know, it's it's like their big one. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was their only number one in the U.S., but uh, worldwide, man, this, this song doesn't fuck around. Uh, and, it, and it tells you, you know, you are the dancing queen, young and sweet, only 17. I don't know if they're talking to somebody that's listening or if they're just declaring that every person in the audience is the dancing queen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just... It's... You know, it's meant to really hype you up only if you're 17. Yeah. And, like, for a dancing song, it's kind of slow and not really, like, a dancing beat. Yeah. Like, so, it's not a big dance song. I don't know. It's like, very funny to me. Like, there's something quiet about it, but, you know, it's a it's nice blast, and it's, it's all right. But, yeah. uh, God, it's just, it's very funny to me, yeah, because I think of, like, the 60s or the 70s, you know, when everything's fucking coke-ridden and fucking everybody's, like, doing bumps left and right and they're fucking screaming and, you yeah. know, these four people from Sweden are just like, yeah, you can dance. Yeah, all right. They they did none of the coke. You heard it here. ABBA never did drug. No, ABBA. Okay, we don't know. Uh, we, we can't fucking deny or confirm <laughs> that. Um, I wasn't there. But I do know that, you know, a lot of people had to do the drugs to listen to it. To enjoy it. So, anyways, uh, that was my number fourteen. Uh, go watch Mamma Mia, if only for the Pierce Brosnan singing. You will not be disappointed. Uh, the rest of the movie was kind of shitty, but that's just me. whoa, buddy. Well, I mean, I've never seen the movie. I have no, uh, you know, but but whoa. All right, number thirteen, Rich Girl, Hollow Oates. Uh, we love Hollow Oates at the regular show. We were supposed to see him last year. Uh, I wish everybody already knows that, uh, but you know what happened, so, um, you know, it was fun, it was a fun song, especially as a kid, because they rhymed rich girl with bitch girl, and, uh, I don't know, it's just fun. No, yeah. But, uh. We love the bitch songs. Yeah, you can rely on the old man's money, you can rely on the old man's money, uh, I don't know, it's just a fun fucking song. And Holland Oats, you know, they they were always known for their fun. Yeah. Especially Oats. Shout out to Oats, we love Oats at the regular show. Oh Oats is great, you know, you 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 know, you who knew Dude that, that mustache was carrying both of them, I'll tell you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Who who knew he would be the hot one uh after they turned seventy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knew? Now it's Oats' time to shine. Yeah, let's let's go fucking sexualize a couple seventy year old men. All whoa, right. buddy, whoa, we're All right, we're doing them a favor. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, then up next is uh my personal favorite song from the Ramones, uh Blitzkrieg Bop. You know it from Jimmy Neutron, the movie, uh, which Brennan and I have talked about at great lengths on prior episodes. I think the 1981 episode. Yes, yes. Yes, because every song from 1981 was in that movie as well. Um, but you guys know this one. It was also in fucking Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3. And it, there was this cool thing where you could actually edit the songs that would play during the game. So 
I would play only Ace of Spades and Blitzkrieg Bob. Yep. And every fucking 60 seconds it was just, if you like to gamble or oh, oh, let's go. Oh, oh, let's go. And And like I'd be watching him play and I'm like, man, if if there was more than two songs playing, I wouldn't be having fun watching you play. That's right, because, yeah, the rest of the song, I I don't even fucking know what the other songs on that game are. Because I literally only knew uh, Ace of Spades and Blitzkrieg Bop. Yeah, I played so much of that game. I also don't know a single other song from that. What the hell? Yeah, dude. Right? We we don't have problems. <laughs> what a fun fucking time, though. And I'll tell you, that's what the memories are. That's what it's all about, man. Ten-year-old me fucking doing flips off a half pipe, listening to the Ramones sing about shooting somebody in the back. All righty. Yeah. Um, let's see here. What else we got? Uh, number 11, my last honorable mention, uh, Fly Like an Eagle, the Steve Miller Band. Uh, you guys know this one from Space Jam, the greatest fucking movie of all time. Uh, Seal did a cover. But this is the original version. You know, it starts out with some really, well, it depends on the album version or the radio edit. The album version has some really good fucking noises. Oh, yeah, well, what are they called? Space intro or whatever it is? Yeah, just fucking, like, weird fucking space noises. My dad used to fucking listen to this all the time, and he loved it. It's one of his favorite bands. And, uh, you know, growing up as a kid, I'd always listen to Fly Like an Eagle and shit like this, and I loved it. Then at the end, it's a little bit more fucking, you know, whatever weird shit. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, man, time keeps on slipping into the future. Uh, there's one line where he's like, shoo the children with no shoes on their feet. And as a kid, I always thought he was saying, shoot the children. And I'm like, what the fuck? He he isn't saying shoot the, well, shit. I thought he was talking about some, some hard shit in here. You know, this this is just a wussy song. No, just kidding. No, it's it's a great song. All right, I'm not going to comment. It's a great song. Anyways, yeah, it's, you know, go watch Space Jam. It's a great fucking movie. Um, that was, that was my number 11. So, Brennan, what's your number 10? My number ten. Uh, we're we're breaking into the ten disco songs list. No, Jesus Christ. Uh, Don't leave me this way by Thelma Houston. No relation to Whitney. Yeah, no relation to the city of Houston, Texas, often mistaken as a family member. Uh, yeah, one of my most favorite bass performances in any song. This is groovy as fuck. Um, you got the good starting out, nice, pretty, low tempo, uh, you know, singing, ballady kind of thing. And, you know, it's pretty much uh, like, you know, ha- having a nice moment of being desperate. You know, don't leave me this way. Is it like, don't, don't break up with me in this, uh, when I'm being like this? Or is it like, don't, don't leave me, I want to bang, you know, I'm like, like, don't go to your home, you know, I, who... Who knows? But in any case, don't they, go to your home. <laughs> well, oh, and God. and that's definitely not the most fun thing to plead. But uh, but the song <laughs> makes it sound fun. Uh, you you're gonna get up and dance with this song. I mean, everyone's heard this one. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. freaking you know, showing off the voice there. You know that that Thelma Houston has got a gorgeous voice with the vibrato going on, and she's uh, does that one. Says, finally needing me. 
you know, and holds so, that note for ten minutes. Between this, turn the beat around, and uh, I will survive. What's the best song, Brennan? Oh, don't leave me this way all day. Well, Come I, at I me. think we're going to have to agree to disagree, but uh, that's for a different episode. Yeah, fair, fair, fair. Cool, cool, cool. But uh, yeah, my, my number ten. How about you? It keeps you running, the Doobie Brothers. Mm. Yep. That's right. I love this song more than Brennan. Um, I believe it. This was on the Forrest Gump soundtrack uh, when he's running. Oh. They play it. That is funny. Yeah. Uh, as well as Running on Empty by Jackson Brown and Go Your Own Way by Fleetwood Mac. A lot of songs that played while he was running in that movie. <laughs> but, that uh, is so funny. Oh yeah, not really. But. I mean, just like the just the titles. I mean, you know, the content of the songs can have nothing to do with like running, but you know, just ah, freaking, uh, I'm getting a kick out of it. Oh yeah, um, I don't know, man. I just you know, you gotta fucking love Michael McDonald, who uh, with the Doobie Brothers we were supposed to see last year, but uh, yeah. Oh man, hey, you know, that just means that maybe next year we'll catch them another when year they're older. they're 90, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, fucking way. Like, once you get past a certain point, it's just more entertaining the older they are. <laughs> okay, that's me. I, I, I love them genuinely. I'm not just trying to watch old man acts. <laughs> Brendan loves old men. He loves watching old men on stage. It's his favorite pastime. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, I mean, there's really not much more I can say about this song that Brendan didn't already say. I love it. It's a fucking, it's my favorite Doobie Brothers song. So, Brendan, what's your number nine? Number nine. Uh, Keep It Coming Love by KC and the Sunshine Band, the best disco band, you know it. The worst band of all time. Uh, yeah, this song just literally holds the same exact beat, the same... For the whole song, it does nothing. It changes nothing up. I mean, the the Mr. Harold Wayne Casey. Who, uh, surprisingly, was not a serial killer. Yeah. With a name like that. He's got the three names and it rhymes with the other guy. But, yeah, it really does. Too. But this man's clean. Um, that we know of. Yeah. Uh, shout out to our good friend, Ken. Uh, he, this is one of his least favorite songs. Cause he's got good taste. But your boy Brendan loves repetition and this song is just groovy as hell. I mean, you know, for a song to sound exactly the same the entire length through, they settled on a cool ass sound. I love it. Uh, heard it in a couple of commercials in the past couple of years, so it's still going strong in the public eye. Keep it coming keep keep it coming love coming keep coming uh yeah my number nine come come on my number nine uh one of the greatest rock songs of all time crazy on you by heart uh what a fucking song oh yeah smooth intro 1976 uh it was released in 1975 in canada but we uh we do the U- United States, so. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, <laughs> it counts. I don't want to hear it. Um, what a great fucking song. It, you know, just listen to that beginning with the guitar, with the friggin' riff, and the, like, how the hell oh, yeah. do you play that? 
It's like, you know, you, you just gotta say the word flamenco three times in a mirror and then you play crazy on you. And it goes from that riff to the fucking ding, ding, do, 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 do. And uh, if you've seen Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, uh, this is played during the um, fantasy sequence where Kumar uh, falls in love with a bag of marijuana, fucks it, and then, uh, like, I don't know, he screams at it or something and makes it cry, and then he wakes up. What a funny fucking movie. Anyways, yeah. Crazy on You, it's a great song. It's one of the best uh, hard songs out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, What's your number eight, Brendan? Number eight, Greg's favorite song, Golden Years by David Bowie. Mm. I freaking love this song. Like, I don't care what anybody says. I mean, you know, granted, compared to the, you know, grand scheme of David Bowie stuff, it may not be the best song. But, you know, I think it has plenty of style and grace, and this song has a funny face. Uh... Ha, he performed this on Soul Train while he was drunk. You know that? That sounds amazing. Yeah, we gotta watch that. Like, like I feel like if this song was made by any other guy, people would be like, oh, no, that's a cool-sounding song. But, I mean, you know, we hold David Bowie to that big old high standard, but I think he freaking delivers on it. It is a groovy-ass song. I, I think it just, it's got a flair to it that I love. Yeah. Um, yeah. You thought this was better than, uh... Fucking, uh, what else was on? I think it was better than everything that came before it on my list. (laughs) Yes. Station to station. Yeah, I don't know the other songs on that album. Uh, You know, station to station. The the track, the title track there is like a ten minute long thing. I I browsed through it really quick and I was like, oh shit, this might be really nice. Uh, But then I was like, but I I gotta go with Golden Years. Freaking Golden Years, everybody. Hates, you know, I I love Golden Years. I don't know, I feel like everybody doesn't hate it, I just hate it. Yeah, I, you know, I, I guess, I guess I just haven't heard that many good things. All right. But, uh, yeah, it's That's my number eight. My number eight, uh, The Pretender, Jackson Brown, not The Foo Fighters. I mean, Foo Fighters! But, uh, yeah, I'll, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Jackson Brown is one of the greatest singer-songwriters of all time, and people sleep on this guy all the time. Uh, he was at SPAC a couple years back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we love Jackson Brown at the regular show. This is one of those songs that, uh, I don't know, I just, I always listened to it uh, when I was a kid, and uh, I really liked it. You know, he uh, sings about uh, ice cream vendors and uh, veterans dreaming of fights, and uh, struggling for the legal tender, basically just you know relaxing things. Well, <laughs> it's it's about growing up and, and losing your dreams, basically becoming a uh, drone and working in an office and you know living the nine to five life, uh, being a happy idiot and struggling for the legal tender, and uh, you know. Yeah, no, that's that's good. I I, I love the song. I've been aware of the time going by. They say in the end it's the wink of an eye. It's like, come on. All right. Uh, yeah. One, one, of, one of my favorite Jackson Browns. Very lyrically rich song. Oh, yeah. Number seven. Number seven. Uh, Sir Duke by Stevie Wonder. Way too much trumpet for me. 
Whoa, there are a lot of songs I could have gone with by the Stevie Wonder. Yeah, you didn't like uh, Wild Wild West? Hey, I I wish, uh, almost, it was almost number one, but Sir Duke, I mean, on principle, freaking, uh, what, what was it, uh, sampled in Footprints by a Tribe Called Quest, I think that was the one, and that's a freaking good song. But, um, yeah, it is his ode to music itself. And he's just well, yes, of course, but yeah, no, I mean, friggin' on on a bigger scale than that, uh, and yeah, no, it is just a positive sound and positive outlook, such happy song that really puts into perspective how lucky we are for music itself. I absolutely love it. Everybody's heard it before. I mean, I feel it all over. Bouncy ass song. I love it. Sir Duke, number seven. Yeah, it's just too much for me. Um, number seven, can anybody find me somebody to love? Queen. Queen. We love Queen at the regular show. Um, this is one of those songs that they seem to do every year at American Idol. Uh, whether it's the auditions or the group uh, singing... You know what I'm talking about, Brennan? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's, it's the fourth uh, most uh, used it's one like after. It's Hallelujah and the uh, House of the Rising Sun and all that shit. And, uh, oh, shit, what was the other one? Superstition. <laughs> Superstition, yeah, that one too. And uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow a good amount. Like, all I feel right. like I see that a lot. Like, what you, those are the big ones. Can anybody find me somebody to love? Yeah, um, dude, fucking love that when he when he hits that at the end. Yeah, it's good shit. Um, number six. Number six, a song I heard for the first time today, and I already love it more than everything I already mentioned. Love Hangover by Diana Ross. Favorite Diana Ross song now. It's just about saying pretty much, I have a love hangover, and if there's a cure for it, I don't want it. Just relishing in the good feels. Oh, yeah. And it starts out kind of ballady style, just like Don't Leave Me This Way, and then it becomes a very funky song, just like Don't Leave Me This Way, but I think it just slaps a little harder. Uh, it is an amazing song to just blast. I mean, I, I tell y'all, get, go and drive a car while listening to this song, and you're going to be dancing, which you shouldn't be doing while driving. But, I hey, mean... who's to stop them? Who's to stop them? Hopefully their own inner monologue, but... <laughs> yeah, do not drive and dance, people. Don't do it. Yeah, but freaking fantastic, you know, good Diana Ross stuff. Love Hangover, you it's gotta hear. coming out, but yeah. Whoa, buddy, whoa. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, number six. Uh, my number six, uh, we already talked about Boston a little bit. Boston released one of the greatest uh, all-time albums in 1976, self-titled Boston. Uh, Brennan, what was my song? What was your song? Uh, uh, was it more than a feeling? It sure is. This yeah. is the first track off the album, and it's 
it, the song, I call it Waking Up. This is a song that you just, you wake up to, the fucking sun is shining, and it's, you know, I close my eyes and she slips away. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just, I don't know. It's it's one of the, one of those songs that I always, I always felt as a kid. I just, I loved it. And uh, there was a period of my life where this was basically all the, that I listened to uh, for a couple of years between the ages of like 12 and 14. And uh, I call it my old man phase. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm still an old man. But uh, yeah, I just, I don't know, you know, classic rock, fucking 1976, yeah. Mm-hmm. Drink beer, you know that kind of shit. Yeah. And uh, dude, I don't know. I just fucking love this shit, man. Brad Delp's voice and the guitar work and everything just meshes so well together. Uh, it's a shame Boston didn't have more success than they did, uh, but you wouldn't know that based on uh, all the, you know, the, the the airplay that their music gets on the on the oldies stations. Oh yeah, I mean, I, like apart from that gigantic, you know, Every fucking album. Song off that album is a hit. Peace of mind, foreplay, rock and roll band, smoking, hitch a ride, something about you. Let me take you home tonight. Every single one of those songs got freaking. I would hear on the radio. Yeah, I mean, uh, like other than that, you know, the what do they got? Amanda and uh, and uh, don't look back and don't look back. Just kind of sounds like peace of mind, but you right. know, watered down a little bit. Which, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny. But you know, I mean, how, how do you fall? How does Boston follow Boston? Yeah, I know, I know. What a great fucking song, though. Yeah, just I don't know. It's uh, it's a little sad. You know, so you can you can definitely uh, take some sadness from it. But, I'll gladly feel sad. Thank you. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's about loss and love and loss and all that shit. Oh yeah, just. Yeah, that's that's what it's all about, baby. All right, number five. We're in the top five. N- number five. Number one. No, uh, number five. <laughs> 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 the breakouts are like what? No, uh, number five. More, more, more by Andrea. True Connection. Oh, yeah. I love Steal My Sunshine. This song, I mean, objectively, I can't really say all that much about it. I just got a soft spot for it. You know, the solo in the middle of the song, you know, it's got the trumpet going on good and, uh, you know, uh, echoey. And then you got the coolest ass five seconds of piano ever. Now, it's just one of my favorite, like, songs that a sample has been taken from to be used as the backdrop of another song. It's it's the Steal My Sunshine song. Uh, it's it's a very sexy song. It's, it's just this, you know, one verse repeated twice and then shortened with Where does this song come from? Where does it come from? It comes from inside. No. What are you talking about? Wasn't she a porn star? Oh, I mean, that that's pretty funny. No, I mean, there's nothing, like, inherently funny about that, but, yeah, I just, just, uh, I, I did not know that, but, you know, th- this is some very porny music, you know? Again, it's a sexy song. Oh, yeah. But, uh... That was the 70s, man. Man, every, everything in the 70s, the mustaches, man, sexy shit. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, soft spot for the more, more, more. I love more this like song. More like a hard spot, come on, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Nah, I, <laughs> but, uh... 
Nah, I love it. Y'all, y'all might, maybe, but my number five, there it is. Oh yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Now my number five is uh, one of the greatest covers of all time. People don't know it's a cover, but it's a cover. Bruce Springsteen wrote it and uh, recorded it originally, but then uh, Manfred Mann's Earth Band came along and fucking made it good. Yeah. Blinded by the light. Um, By the light. We love this song at the regular show. Um, There's two versions. There's a radio edit where it cuts out the entire Chopsticks part. But mama, that's where the fun is. Oh man, you gotta have the Chopsticks. You gotta have the Chopsticks. This song is so good. Everybody's like, oh yeah, this is that douche song, isn't it? (laughs) It's... uh, Again, blinded by the light, cut loose like a deuce. Like, like he said, wrapped up like a deuce. Like yeah. he, he's really making, you know, putting emphasis on that deuce. Cut loose was the uh, Bruce Springsteen version, but yeah, wrapped up like a deuce. Oh, and, yeah. and yeah, it does sound like he's saying douche, so I get it. But wrapped up like a douche makes no sense. Yeah. So, to you, know. it might not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my favorite line in this song, of course, is. Uh, in the dumps with the mumps as the adolescent pumps his way into his hand. We all know what that means. We don't need to go there. Um, yeah. My favorite is when he says the calliope crashed into the ground because uh, that just makes a funny image. <laughs> yeah, y'all know calliopes. Oh, yeah. They are the best. Uh, they have the funniest music. Right. <laughs> um, fucking circus, isn't it? Freaking circuses. carnivals and circuses, fairs, fucking festivals. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Just what a great fucking song, man. Uh, and this, aside of uh, from Do Wah Diddy, that other Manfred Mann song, I don't really know anything else by them. He got a couple of the instrumental things they did in the late sixties that were kind of neat, but uh, no, nothing crazy. Yeah. I don't know, just, if you haven't heard the song, Wake Up and Smell the Coffee, this is one of the greatest songs of the 70s. Um, Number four. Number four, The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald by Gordon Lightfoot. Dude, guess what my number four is? Is your number four... The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald by Gordon Lightfoot. Whoa. It's like we did it on purpose. It's the perfect number four, guys. You heard it here. Uh, Six or seven minute long thingy. One of those songs that's telling a story, so you really want to pay attention to the words. I mean, every verse has got uh, the essential part to this story. And this is a guy who typically uh, played the acoustic guitar, but he's going electric on this bad boy. Oh, he is. Oh, yeah. He, he ain't messing around on the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. He's, he's making sure you're hearing it. Yeah. And we, we like to listen to this song and butcher the words all the time. It's great. We like to switch around words and make jokes, despite the fact that it's a really tragic song. Oh, yeah. But, the, uh, the song begins, The legend lives on from the triple on down of the big lake they call Gitchagumi. And so every line ends in, The big lake they call Gitchagumi. It uh, doesn't really, but we make it. Like that. Yeah. And things like um, 
with a load of iron ore 26,000 tons more than the big lake they call Gitchigumi. You know, and I mean, that's why they sunk. <laughs> my, my favorite, my favorite fucking uh, mix-up that I do is, uh, and this is horrible, like, like this is not a joke, this song is not a joke. But oh yeah, no, this is, 29 people died. This is a real fucking thing. But um, my, my favorite bit that we do is when... <laughs> Where the fuck is it? Oh yeah, when supper time came, the old cook came on ducks. Jack saying, "Fellas, it's been good to know you." At seven p.m., the main hatchway caved in. He said, "Fellas, it's too rough to feed you," as if as if uh, feeding them was uh, more important than, than knowing them. Well, after the fucking part where the, it's like, "Oh yeah, we already know." I, I've come to accept my doom. At least I have a meal to look forward to. Oh, Fuck. wait. Yeah. <laughs> Not even. <laughs> and this is, people are probably listening to this right now thinking that we're fucking monsters. I don't know. Oh, uh, no. Hey, we... It's a great fucking song. And uh, it brings a lot of attention to... Uh, and this was like something that literally happened the year before. So you don't really hear that. You don't really hear um, modern news stories to get covered in songs. That is very interesting. I did not know that that happened that close to the time of... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was like 74, I think. Man, I mean, he must have been writing it before it happened. <laughs> uh, did, did Gordon Lightfoot cause the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald to capitalize on it? We'll never know. There's a conspiracy theory that nobody wants to fucking think about. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We, we love Gordon. He's put the iceberg out there. Okay, all right. right. That's the only way a boat will sink. Uh, People people really did die, though, so rest in peace. And uh, it's a really good fucking song, uh, despite the fact that we're just a couple of assholes. Rest assured, we actually like it. Yeah, we do. No, we we love this song. God, that is terrible. You know, Chris will enjoy listening to this. He'll find it funny. Oh, yeah. But, Uh, uh, yeah, number three. Number three... Carry on wayward son by Kansas. My list, Whoa, huh? you also number three? You rap bastard. Yeah. Ah, man, you know, a part of me doesn't want to have this up that high because I could go the rest of my life without ever hearing it. Sure. But I feel like just looking at it objectively, I gotta hand it to this song. It is all over the place in a good way. It's like three songs in one. That fucking opening harmony note when they're like, Carry on our wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. Like, so fucking good. And then that guitar. Um, this would have been my number one if you had asked me 13 years ago. This was probably my favorite song as, oh, a, as a 13-year-old. Um, but just, you know, Guitar Hero 2. This is the uh, uh, the South Park episode. Oh, yeah. It was also in uh, Anchorman. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you were saying? Oh, yeah. Greg, G- young Greg liked this song a lot. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, nah, just some some sick guitar solos and organy solos and freaking some driving stuff, some groovy stuff, some damn good harmonies. I mean, th- this song, I mean, I really can't find a critique of this song, like, like, I, I am, I dig it, everybody dig it, rightfully so. Oh, yeah, I think it's, like, about a boat or something. 
Uh, you know, a song that sounds like it's about you know finding yourself as a as a growing adult and losing yourself in some ways and all that stuff. I mean, shit, it might be a boat song. Yeah, we love songs about boats. Just look at the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Oh yeah, very boaty, boaty year. Oh yeah, we love boats. That's a great dealer show. Um, so yeah, that was number three. Fuck. Yeah, it was number three. Fuck, dude. What's man. number two? Number two, <laughs> we're gonna have the same. No, just kidding. You're definitely not gonna. Uh, Daz by Brick. That is D A Z Z, which stands. B R I C K. It's like a yeah, uh, freaking. It's it's disco jazz. <laughs> that that's what the that's what the word means. They invented it. Disco jazz. Uh, this song, you all probably have heard it in a movie. Um, I'm pretty certain it was in Rocket Man. It was in the the Nice Guys. That uh, uh, what what was the uh, R- Russell Crowe Crow in the uh, Ryan, Ryan Gosling movie? There, uh, yeah. Any movie where there's a party going on in the '70s, this is probably the song that's playing to it. Uh, it was sampled in No Vaseline by Ice Cube. It's that song. Um, yeah, just groovy-ass song, got, you know, one of the best flute solos, I guess, the funkiest of all the instruments, the flute, um, in the middle of it, and, and it is just something to get down to. I absolutely love it. One of my favorite albums that this came off of, uh, featuring some of my favorite instrumental tracks, uh, Brick City by Brick, a good and two, but we're talking Rack about City. Daz. Yeah, yeah. Rack city, bitch. Rack, rack city, bitch. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we love it. Um, freaking on. What under... are the words to this song? Everybody go on and dance if you want to. Music makes your body move. All right. Yeah, that, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's more notable for the um like keyboard thing riff that's all wah-wah-y it's it's weird hard to describe but it's a very bouncy goodin all right my number two how about you what is my number two what's your number two i could go a few different ways oh man is it uh is it night moves no nope it's not is it is it another bob seeker one though no or or okay so that's your number one uh then is it american girl it is American Girl by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. What a great fucking song. Just from that fucking first guitar. Boom, boom, boom. Like, oh, yeah. dude. Fucking, that was their debut CD album. Sorry, CD. Fucking, they didn't have CDs back in 1976. Yeah, what the if you fuck? said the word CD back in 1976, they were like, CD's nuts. <laughs> All right. Um, you know. Yeah. I just, what a great fucking song. Um, she was an American girl. I love it. Oh, yeah. Um, Tom Petty died a couple years back. It was really sad. I didn't get to see him in concert. We loved that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because we love to see old guys in concert. Yeah, but, but we did get to hear this song live. Yeah, yeah. Train and uh, Goo Goo Dolls did a uh, cover. The, the crossover of a lifetime right oh, there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, what a fun time, man. Uh, great song. If you've seen uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, this was in it. Um, and uh, Silence of the Lambs. Oh, and Silence of the Lambs, yeah, that's right. When she's driving and fucking Buffalo Bill stops her, he's like, 
Can uh, you help me put my couch in my van, please? Uh, uh, just get in. Yeah, just, no. just get in here. Where are you? basket! What a great movie. But uh, this song is great. You know, I just, I love it. it. It's always been one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Greg, what's my number one? Uh, American Girl by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. You got it. It's American Girl by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Um, I'm almost sad that I didn't put it as my number one just so that the Greg heads would have been like, holy shit. Yeah, I mean, you know, in, in a sense, it's, you know, it's consecutive. I mean, we, we went from talking about American Girl to talking about American Girl. Well, here it comes. Uh, it's good. All right, now you're number... <laughs> Uh, nah, this is one of the most influential rock songs ever made. I mean, th- this song is pretty much the, the reason the Strokes exist. Oh, and, yeah. and you know the critics and the Strokes. They, right. they eat They're them They're the white up. stripes without Jack Black. Or Jack White. <laughs> yeah. uh, or Jack Black, for that matter. Yeah, they're like Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers without Jack Black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, nah, just freaking amazing driving song. Uh, you tell the daughter of that politician in Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. A- excellent last song to hear. Uh, alright. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, you got the, uh, that nice piano diddly right in the, uh, middle end of the song with the echo and the clapping and that shit. And that's just smooth as hell. Um, and just, you know, as the song ends, you know, it's just... And, you know, everything as it could be described would sound like it's... Like you'd think that it's a grating song, but it's a song to immerse and entrance in. It is freaking good. Um, yeah. One, you know, debatably the best Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good shit. Yeah, it's definitely my favorite Tom Petty song. Because I'm a basic bitch. Oh, yeah. So, Brendan, what's my number one? What's your, it's Night Moves. It's Night Moves. Bob <laughs> Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. It could have only been Night Moves. There was no other way. Um, what a fucking song. Uh, you know, I think it's about banging somebody, if I'm not mistaken. That's what the best songs are all about. Uh, not not bowel movements like on Family Guy, not what he you know you heard him, he yeah. said it. Yeah, this this one yo know, I don't know if it would fit on the fucking or the love making playlist. I guess it's just the banging playlist. Yeah, this is just I don't know maybe it is. It, it's on the smooching playlist. But yeah, um, you know I used her, she used me, but neither one cared. We were getting our share. Fucking. Working on a night moves. Love it. Um, it's just such a fucking sweet ass song. And uh, that freaking guitar. Like, dude, that's such a good riff. Oh, yeah, that Bob Seeger puts the sweet ass in a sweet ass song. Am I right, guys? Little too tall, couldn't you feel pounds? Like, love it. Oh, man. Yeah. So, it, it's good shit. We, we love uh, we love Bob Seger at the regular show. It's a good song. That main Main Street, that was the other song that came off this album, Night oh. Moves. Oh, yeah. And uh, 
I love that song too, but oh, I guess Rock and Roll Never Forgets also came on the album. Yeah, I'm mean, yeah. a huge fan of that. The, uh, they had that live one with the uh, with the turn the page. Yeah, as made famous by Pauly Shore. Right, but that's uh, that's a different year. So what? Well, well the, I mean, yeah. the, even the live one there. No, the live one is, but turn the, oh. the original turn the page. Oh well, yeah. No, I mean yeah. we're we're talking about the. The, the 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 real the OG <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah, the, the original to the page. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was seventy two. But uh Yeah. Yeah. What a great fucking song. Um, yeah. That, that's these songs are just pieces of our childhood really. And uh we're really fortunate to be able to rank them and compare our lists and argue about silly bullshit. Uh, for you guys so thanks for listening um, this was another fun episode to record I really enjoyed this one. Oh yeah we you know we're we're in a very interesting position being young men who can uh, list all of these songs from 1976 off the top of our heads <laughs> nah, we, we did research but um, yeah we we do love the music oh yeah uh, Brendan, you want to say anything before we uh, cut to black? Uh, banana man. All right, banana man. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, this is a hell of a show to do. Um, we'll see you next time. See you crust out. <laughs>